Hello, and welcome to season two of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. This season, we are featuring the book Prosperity Codes, How to Attune to and Attract Wealth and Abundance. I'm your host, Martelena Don Terpel. Today, sharing her chapter, we have Lisa Lorna Blair. Lisa Lorna Blair combines her love of the law of attraction, gratitude, and abundance with her passion for health, wellness, and conscious living. A former journalist, editor, radio broadcaster, and PR manager, she now spends her days inspiring others as a manifestation muse, gratitude goddess, financially free female, conscious online entrepreneur, coach, mentor, author, queen of positivity and high vibes. Lisa is also a proud wife, mom, young grandma, empath, ambivert, and friend. She is at her happiest at the beach or among the nature and birdsong on the dream property she and her soulmate husband manifested in beautiful Queensland, Australia. Alcohol-free since August 2019 and a heart warrior since June 2021. Valve surgery. She fuels her cells with plant-based foods and drinks high-vibe organic ceremonial cacao and alkalized, ionized, 9.5 pH water while continuing to manifest her life by design and her global online community of conscious entrepreneurs. Chapter 8, Lisa Lorna Blair, Droming into a Prosperous Haven. You will notice that those who speak most of prosperity have it. Those who speak most of health have it. Those who speak most of sickness have it. Those who speak most of poverty have it. It is law. It can be no other way. The way you feel is your point of attraction. And so the law of attraction is most understood when you see yourself as a magnet, getting more and more of the way you feel. Excerpt from the law of attraction, the basics of the teachings of Abraham, Esther and Abraham Hicks. My chapter is dedicated to the loving memory of my beloved bonus dad, David Edwin Barber, 1939 to 2022, who prospered joyfully in passionate service to his creator. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Job 22, verse 21. Droming into a prosperous haven. Fighting back the tears, I pulled the screen back from the window and pushed the glass upwards, wiggled my head and shoulders through, braced myself on the sloping ledge with my hand, swung my legs through in a way that probably wasn't very ladylike, nor elegant, and then looked down. Gulp. Oh, it suddenly seemed so much further than I had anticipated. The rear part of our house was higher than the front, and my tiny bedroom was at the very back. Okay, I had made it this far and couldn't really go back. So it was time to complete the drop. And drop I did, down into the grass cuttings and sandy ground beneath me. Thankfully, I was saved by the flexibility and energy of my then 11-year-old body and strong legs, 
I was down and I was on terra firma. Nothing was sprained or broken and I had made it out of the house and no one knew. In all honesty, I hadn't really thought this through. I just wanted to get out of there, be away from everyone and everything. My stepfather and mother arguing, my younger brother interrupting me, my older stepbrother regularly abusing me and also spitefully reminding me that our dad is not your dad. I wanted to run away or at least give them all a fright, make them miss me. In short, since I was starved of attention, I was doing what I thought would create some. Alas, none of that happened. I walked down our street, took a left and headed to one of my favourite places, the riverfront. I wandered around, looked for tadpoles, a favourite pastime, skimmed some stones across the water and watched the sun descend in the sky. Thankfully, my childhood occurred during an era where it was relatively safe to be out playing until dark. My running away plan was flawed. I hadn't even packed anything. So when I skulked back in through the front door, no one even knew I had left the house. Looking back now, I see the little girl who was bottling things up and yet inwardly screaming for attention, feeling displaced, not truly belonging, just bobbing around like a cork at sea. I look back now and realize I probably had not felt at home in this house since arriving there as a three-year-old when my mum got married. We were both yearning to be part of a family and living in a home we could call our own. And for 18 months, it was probably like that. But after my younger brother was born and my older stepbrother moved in with us, it changed. The marriage became unhappy and strained. When I was 12, my mother eventually took the courageous step to leave and the succession of regular house moves began. After initially landing at my grandpa's home, we made regular shifts in and out of rentals, never quite daring to fully unpack and settle as it was often likely another move would be coming. I became a little adult quite quickly, but the three of us were happy and steadily upgrading with each move, whether to a nicer suburb or a slightly better home. My mother was doing the very best she could, even if she couldn't put roots down for too long. In my mid-twenties and pregnant with my first baby, my then-husband laughed at how he'd always been in the same family home and had only moved two or three times since he turned 18. We added up how many times I had changed addresses. I was stunned to discover the tally was already over 30. So we had averaged a move almost every year of my life. The phrase, the home is where the heart is, holds such a great truth because it's not traditional bricks and mortar that create this reality. However, the triggers of being displaced and having to uproot and relocate and start over embedded a belief within me. And it was this, I could never feel secure or trust that it was safe to fully unpack and make a home my own. I just couldn't settle. My flight or fight instincts remained on alert. After several home ownership experiences as a young bride and mum, a large home of our own was eventually designed and built to provide our three daughters a foundation and their sense of place. I selected tiles, paint and designs, 
and created the rooms needed for our little family. The girls could walk or ride to school and play in the park opposite with their friends. A decade or so later, this marriage ended after selling off or giving away the remaining furniture and belongings and emptying the shed, the sad day arrived when I shut the front door on that family home forever. I turned the key in the locks for the last time and walked past the sold sign and sat alone in my car, sobbing and screaming, the trauma all ignited. Yet again, I pushed the dream of owning a home to the farthest reaches of my heart and mind. I neatly packed that idea away, just like I had all my children's school photos, artworks and photo albums. The beloved memories I cherished, the moments I adored, were all boxed up and suppressed. Was I prosperous at this point? Was I thriving? Was I abundant? It didn't feel so. Starting all over again in my mid-40s had not been part of my life plan. Yet I look back now at the abundance I did have. My health, my memories, my courage, resilience, and the chance to write new chapters. More than a decade later, it's almost surreal, but I am sitting in my beautiful home office, gazing out at a thriving abundant garden surrounded by tall trees with afternoon sunlight kissing their leaves. A delirious floral fragrance wafts in and my eye is momentarily caught by a large grasshopper scaling a vine. Birds are serenading me with evensong and the cool change in the air gently reminds me that autumn is on its way. This dream matches part of a vision I scripted just a few years prior, almost exactly. Crystal clear images of a beautiful work from home space filled with light and joy, being my own boss with the ability to set my own timetable and be surrounded by nature, not an office cubicle. There is much more to this property, dream acreage, rainforest, the exact number of living spaces and bedrooms, a home movie theater, a work shed, veggie gardens, a swimming pool, and all located in a beautiful little village atmosphere. I could go on, but suffice to say, it manifested as designed. The powerful intentions, heartfelt prayers, the shared visions for this home are almost exactly what was created in our minds first. In fact, in many ways, it exceeded that. Is that surprising? Not at all. My soulmate Kevin and I simply requested the creator to show us this or something better. And that's exactly what appeared. This energy of prosperity, this feeling of thriving, being alive and secure and being home was birthed from seeds sown many years prior and evolved from surrendering to the inner work and many lessons learned along the way. When we first began our journey together, we totally manifested the wrong things as we naively spoke those into reality. Many years of mentoring, coaching, peeled back the layers of trauma, limiting beliefs and ingrained habits led to now. The more we surrendered and humbled ourselves, the more our prosperity codes unlocked. Anything that no longer served was stripped away, sometimes gently, sometimes brutally. The earth was laid bare, new seeds were sown, and we poured gratitude on them to help them flourish and grow. 
codes of prosperity began to emerge, the thriving began, and it joyfully continues. Moving interstate and leaving our beloved family and dear friends behind was simultaneously our biggest challenge and our most exciting adventure. And after five years of renting and moving every 12 months, finding a place to call our own was high on our agenda. When you understand the universal laws, you know well that the law of attraction does indeed magnetize things to us, but the timing is not necessarily linear. As a manifestation muse now coaching others with gratitude and abundance practices, let me gift you the rhyming phrase I share to help them amplify their manifestations. Our job is to focus on the what and the now, while the universe takes care of the when and the how. Feel free to insert whatever word feels most aligned for you, be it universe, God, creator, source, spirit, higher power, source energy, higher self. If you are triggered by some words and not others, please just focus on the one that is right for you. The what is the manifestation, what we desire to create, to see unfold. The now is living in this present moment, stopping the chitter chatter in our heads about the past or the future, which only leads to anxiety and frustration. Be in the now. Meditate, ground yourself, find what you need to feel good right now, get into that vortex and live that truth. And regularly maintain gratitude, self-care and joy. When we activate these things and we are in full trust and flow and surrender, then the creator will magnetize the when and the how to us. Far too often we get stuck on the how and we want to fix it and create the result instead of allowing the miracle to manifest. We put our expectations in the way of the best and highest possible solutions and then we wonder why our version of prosperity doesn't appear. I deserve, I allow, I receive. This saying doesn't just relate to money, but to all iterations of prosperity and abundance. Prosperity codes are born from pure source energy, not from us. The feeling is where the true magic happens. Money and material things are just one outward version of manifesting prosperity, but far greater is the way we feel and the way we give. Tune into the frequency of gratitude and acknowledge all the prosperity you have already created in your life and how that makes you feel. Then more will magnetize and appear. How did we apply all this to creating our dream home? And what is droming? We began with gratitude, complete uninhibited appreciation for all the homes through our lives. Thankfully, we always had a roof over our heads, parents and step-parents and other loved ones who did the best they could with what they had learned or experienced. Gratitude for the residences we shared since our marriage in 2015. Each rental or purchased property showed us what we did and did not desire in our ideal dream home. Then the feeling. What feeling did we want to create and achieve? We focused on peace, tranquility, ease and flow. For guests to feel welcome as if they were at a retreat space, to enjoy natural light and flow and to have their own private guest wing. We desired the beauty and energy of being nestled in nature, 
be it a sea change or a tree change, to have that abundant feeling of life around us and to feel total bliss arriving at our gate and drawn into a welcoming space filled with peace, love and energy. To amplify the feeling we then took action, we began droning. This is our curated word from combining two words, dream homing. Our weekends were devoted to this practice with joyful energy. Let's go droning, we said with glee. We didn't have the funds, we didn't have any approvals or even a deposit. So on the surface, it looked impossible, but focused on the prosperous feeling of a dream home. The steps. Number one, pages in my vision book devoted to dream homes, images of properties that resonated with our desires, sourced from sales brochures, magazines and websites. Number two, on Saturdays, we drove to as many open home viewings as possible. We talked to real estate agents, looked at houses we loved, houses that helped us to know what we did not want and ignored the budget constraints. And step three, on Sundays, we visited charity prize homes and or display homes. And we wandered through taking short videos, photos, seeing ourselves living there, feeling as if it were ours. Along the way, we were gathering ideas and preferences for colours, design styles and clever uses of light and shade to create cool and warm spaces. Droming was our guilty pleasure, our happy obsession. We would even add photos and videos to our social media and this became fun for our friends too as they followed the droming journey and added their enthusiasm and support to expand our vision. Unwavering belief trust and surrender combined with those action steps brought a prosperous result. Beliefs around money and receiving run deep because it's coded within us. This then defines and enables us. And yes, until diving into the inner work, it also limits us. The good news, we can change the coding, collapse time and heal. Ready? Let's unlock the prosperity codes, fully receive and bring them to life. It's time to shine. Thank you for listening. Prosperity Codes is available on Amazon.com and all proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit helping women in Kenya escape poverty, sex tourism, and genital mutilation by teaching them to sew and giving them a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on. <laughs>